Chloe's Random World. Uh, today, I decided to share my testimony. So I'm just going to be sharing what I kind of thought before I wrote this and what I kind of thought after I wrote this and just all the in-betweens. When, like, at first I didn't really think a testimony was any more than like a story of someone's enormous faith. Like, Paul or Corey Tinboom or Dietrich Bonhoeffer, but then I thought of all the Christians whose stories weren't told. They had a testimony too, we just didn't hear it. And so I decided to look up the meaning of the word testimony. And it means, if you just look it up on Google, it says a formal or written, a formal written or spoken statement, especially one given in a court of law. So it's literally just fact. And that's something that something happened to either you or someone else. And so knowing that, here's my story. Here is my testimony. This happened in a place called Enfuge in July of 2019. And I, Chloe Nielsen, have been a Christian ever since I was five years old. Even before I went to Enfuge, uh, the summer mission trip with my youth group, I was going through some really, really difficult times in my faith. I thought sometimes that God could never love me. Like, who am I that God would die for me? And I knew I wasn't worthy of his love. But how could I live with knowing I could never, quote-unquote, pay him back? There were so many people there, and I think more than a thousand kids? There, there, there were a lot of people. This was before everything, so like, we were allowed to do this. And I didn't know how many leaders, but there were quite a few kids. Um, the first couple of big sermon type things, I felt really convicted, and I talked it over with some of my friends, but they didn't really know what to do, so we kind of just like dropped the topic. At Fuge, the speaker was talking about being broken and being broken in our sin. The first time he said if we felt like we needed to ask God forgiveness to come up to the stage. I wanted to recommit myself right then and there. Um, but my friend came up to me and asked if I could go up with her. And I did. We prayed about it later and it was really cool to see. There were so many kids coming up to the stage. It was close to maybe 200, 300 kids near the stage. And after that amazing day, the speaker had talked, said that there had been like 250 people saved in just two days. And he then called on us again um, and said, like, we still haven't come to know God to talk to someone. More people came up this time than the last, and I was one of them. I asked my friend Abby, who was sitting next to me, to come up on the stage, um, to come up to the stage. She did. Uh, she did, and I was going to ask one of my other friends, but I didn't want to make him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I told Abby that I knew I needed to recommit myself to God, and Sarah, one of our leaders, talked with me and Abby after we left the room. I was crying through the whole thing, and Abby had broken down too, because she said she felt the same way I did. In a way, it had been, it had been a God thing that I asked her to come up with me. Sarah said she would give us a reading plan to follow for the next year 
and she said we would also text each other our verses we found interesting to keep each other accountable. After we talked for a while, we heard the smoke alarm go off inside the building, and we thought it was because of the smoke alarm for the worship that they use, like, that they use for worship. Um, <laughs> and we walked around for a bit to find a quiet place and sit and finish talking about what had happened and, like, why we decided to recommit. And I knew, I knew I had been drawn away from Christ, and I didn't want that to happen. Apparently, Abby felt the same way, and Sarah was really, really, really happy that she was able to help us, like, commit, or recommit ourselves back to Christ. And we were just about to pray when Sarah's younger brother called asking where we were. She kind of yelled at him in a joking manner and said, We're just about to pray to God. Leave us alone. He told us where the group was going and then hung up and let us finish. Sarah prayed over us both and then we went back to our group. And my friend who I was going to take up with me asked later if everything was alright. I told him I recommitted myself to Christ and I even told him I was going to ask him up with me. But I, but I was glad I didn't because Abby then wouldn't have had that conversation with me and Sarah. He told me that he was really proud of me and that he really appreciated that I told him what had happened. After that day, Abby and Sarah and I have been reading the Bible every day, going through the whole books of the Bible. Our original plan was going through uh, the New Testament on the weekdays and Proverbs on the weekends, but now we've finished that little section, so now we're just going through the whole Bible in supposedly one year. So we've all like missed a day or two here and there, but we've been reading the Word of God pretty much every single day, and that was our plan. We started the day we left for home. Abby and Sarah went home with the youth group, but I was leaving for Texas the next week. So my family picked me up at the end of the week. I started reading the Bible every day in about, well, let's see, about a year and two months. It was June of 2019. Um, and I have grown so much closer to God through this time. And Abby has in Abby and Sarah have been great through it all, and I could not ask for better friends in my life, and I'm not just saying that. Like, they are really, they are the best. They push me to be better um, for myself and for God. They were, com I'm glad they were comfortable, like, around me to tell me what they were going through and that some of them were going through the same things. Reading the Bible every day has now become a habit. Someday, my paper just fell. Well, that's just great. Some days it is hard to read the Bible because it's either I'm I'm either too tired or I found that it's just not interesting and I know the story. But I found that if I don't read the Bible in the morning, my whole day is off until I read the Bible for that day. Like I said, I've learned a lot from the past few months and I thank God for giving me a chance to know him at all. That's pretty much my story. It may not be as crazy as surviving a Nazi concentration camp or being put in prison three or four times, shipwrecked twice, being stoned, mocked, and beaten, but it's my story. I know God will use me to do great things, and in a way, writing this, writing the paper that I had, writing this and telling you guys everything, kind of helped me see that, and I can't wait to see what God will do for me, and I can't wait to see what God will do for you, too. No matter what you're going through, you have a story. No matter what you 
think it is, you're going to have a story. No matter what it is, you will have a story at the end of it. If you're going through depression, anxiety, panic attacks, whatever, God is using that to shape you for who you will be in the future. And I really, really hope you see that.